Hello, it is 10 a.m. in New York, 4 p.m. in Johannesburg, and 9 p.m. in Bangkok. Welcome to In Transit with Sunday Bean. I'm an intercultural strategist, transformation facilitator, and solution-oriented coach. And I am on a mission to help you adapt and succeed through any life transition. What do you do when midlife beckons you for a reset? If you know my work, you know I teach about three types of transformation, internal, external, and performance-led. And that feeling for the call of a midlife reset is an example of an internal transformation. And it kind of sneaks up on you. And I also know people who've had no say in their own life reset because it was dictated by outside circumstances like a health crisis, job loss, or the end of a relationship. Whatever the impetus, it reminds us that our lives and even our needs and desires are in constant flux. It's the definition of being in transit. And that is what we're going to dive into today. But before we do, just a quick reminder that at the time of this episode going live, we are in the middle of our study series. It's not too late to join. Come on in to the In Transit Hub. You'll find it in the show notes so you can get some inspiration and advice on how to make steady progress and get proven results in these unsteady times. And if there's someone that I know how to get steady progress and proven results in unsteady times, it is our guest today, Don Fleming. Don, welcome to In Transit. It is my pleasure to have you on the podcast today. I'm so happy to be here Sunday. Thank you. So for those of you who are part of my community In Transit Hub, you might recognize Don Fleming when she showed up last year and gave us insight on midlife. Let me tell you more about Dawn for those of you who do not know her. She owns and operates Overseas Life Redesign, a global coaching and consulting company that encourages people to discover their dreams and turn them into reality. So you can see how she and I definitely resonate with each other. All of this started for Dawn in 2010 when she and her husband did something pretty amazing. They sailed through the Panama Canal from California to Florida and later relocated to Mexico. Her career began in real estate and she graduated with a law degree and now has found a calling as a mentor to entrepreneurs and those yearning for a life reset. She also has a podcast and it's called Overseas Life Redesign, where she shares success stories of international retirement and more. I'm delighted to share that she's also a member of Expat Coach Coalition. So Don, I'm really excited to have you on today. Thank you. All right, Don. So help us understand a little bit more about you. We have a taste of this amazing and diverse professional background, right? Real estate, law, and now... <laughs> mentorship in such a wonderful area. Can you tell us a little about your own journey when we think about transformation and the internal, external, or performance-led journey you've been on? Yeah, well, um, actually, you you uh, encapsulated it perfectly in a recent podcast when you talked about us all swimming in this ocean of transition. And I feel like you were describing my life. <laughs> really, I've been through so many transitions. And um, I think 
the more you do it, the better you get at it for sure. And, you know, the first, uh, I remember moving from Minnesota to California at 28. I mean, that was a big move, right. Mm -hmm. And, and leaving your family and your friends and knowing no one. And, um, you know, that, that transition was probably the hardest. It was, mm -hmm. it was the first major one that I did. And then the transitions after that seemed like they were just easier and easier. And I've, I mean, I've, you, you hit on all of them, the loss of a relationship, you know, divorce from my first husband is what, uh, how I ended up in law school. And then, um, you know, the, the, uh, job loss, you know, landing the dream job and then losing the dream job and, you know, doing that. And, and then, you know, trying to find the mate and, and all of those transitions, you know, going from basically never dating before 30, cause I married my high school sweetheart. Mm -hmm. So that whole transition of being a single person, I mean, it's just been constant. And yet um, there's a part of me that really loves change. Mm -hmm. And it, I, I think that's why I'm called to do the work that I do is because I've been through so many, you know, a financial devastation in the 2008 crash was what uh, propelled us to make that move. And then, you know, being in a culture that wasn't a good fit mm -hmm. uh, after living in Florida, you know, you talk about all the different drivers um, for transitions. I think I've seen them all. <laughs> <laughs> You're giving me chills right now. And this is what's going on for me is, you know, some of the things that you've shared are, are other people would say their worst nightmare, right? Um, relationship, you know, goes down the tubes or you lose a job and, or financial devastation. You just say it like it's no big deal. Right. And right. what I love about that is because I know how happy and successful you are now, all the work that you've done. And what I love about hearing that from you is I think it gives people hope like if they're in the middle of that, your story gives people hope that there is an other side. And anybody who's gone through something hard, when you're in it, you it's like you think it's going to be forever. <laughs> For right? sure. Right? So For you're just sure. giving me so much hope. And that's why I'm so grateful that you share your story and you don't you don't sugarcoat those areas. If if you can go through that you can find your way on the other side. And I know that really impacts your work and how you support people. But before we dive into your work with how you support people, I want to hear a little bit more about this idea that you have about, you say that you are an advocate for not retiring or retiring differently. Can you tell us more about that? Yeah, you have to stay in, in purpose and meaning. And, you know, how many times do we hear stories, particularly men, uh, retiring and then dying, like within a year or two? Like, it, I mean, it's a cliche almost, right? right? And it's because they've lost their purpose in life, you know, and especially, um, or even, you know, I work with professionals, you get so wrapped up. Um, you know, I was reading about, you know, a doctor who went from who's who to who's he, mm -hmm. right? And and having that identity tied up in the career or you know work life, and not really and really being lost mm. uh, without that. And so, you know, I think we don't have to do the same work that we did previously. We can open up a new chapter of of what our future looks like. But there definitely is. Uh, 
the research that I've looked at, there's definitely, it's, and it's cross-cultural. There's a moment and, and it's, you know, around 40 or 50 when people have this restlessness mm-hmm. and they're like, and what is it? And it's like, we, we chase the money, right. And the career and, and the, the, uh, self-worth and, and acknowledgement. And then we reach a point and, and it's like, okay, well, now I really am more concerned with what is my legacy going to be? What is, what is my life meaning? Mm. It just, it, there's a shift. And like I said, it's cross-cultural it, mm. it happens. And then, and then what happens there's, and it has been defined as the midlife crisis um, sort of cliche, but it's really not that yeah. it's not, it's rarely a crisis. It's just, it is sort of an unsettledness and uh, people really are grasping for what is it? What is it that brings me joy? What is it that gives me meaning? What is it that um, I need? And and it's really, it's re- in my opinion, relationships and community and feeling like you're loved and supported in, um, in, in all facets of your life, really. You're right. The midlife crisis is actually a cliche. We know from author Bruce Feiler in his book, Life is in the Transitions, Mastering Change and Age, that the midlife crisis doesn't really hold up to data. He reframes it as life quakes and that those can happen honestly at any age. They last about two, three to five years. So it's a lot of fun to look forward to. And what we're talking about today is a midlife reset where you have this opportunity to do something different as you think ahead to retirement, right? Do you retire? What do you want retirement to look like? And some people would call it the third chapter of your life. But midlife is obviously significant for other reasons. I just listened to a podcast with Glennon Doyle and she had on Ashton Appleton and they talked about aging and they, they talked about there's this happiness trough and it's, it's the low point is around 45. Um, right. I happen to be 45 and I, that gives me optimism because I'm actually pretty happy. And I thought if this is as low as it gets, it's going to be pretty good. <laughs> but what they talk about is it's actually at that point where you shed all of the cultural dogma that you were fed, right? About being productive or succeeding or whatever, feeding your ego and you start thinking about life differently. And that's what you're talking about with this looking for more meaning and your legacy. It's like, I kind of participated. I was a good citizen in doing all the things everybody told me I should do. Now that I'm grown, I want to challenge that and maybe do it my way, right? A little bit of- is Absolutely. That, is that a natural reference? I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, so- Here's the thing, what I know about you, Don, is, you know, your story, there is a fearlessness in there of being able to, and not that you weren't afraid, it's probably more courage than fearless. I don't know. Uh, it's my hunch, but you, you, you did it anyway, but there are people that are not like you who want a midlife reset, are feeling this unsettledness. How do you support them when they're feeling that? Well, you know, as, as you say, um, with my background, one of the biggest things I bring to the table, I think, is empathy. Because I'm not somebody that had some golden life and, and things just went smoothly for me. Yes, I've accomplished a lot, but I've really paid the price in so many different aspects of it. And um, 
One of my clients just went through a horrific divorce, basically married to a con man for mm. six years, $175,000 in attorney's fees, oh. just took her retirement, a PhD professor, major um, university, took her retirement, forged her signature. I mean, she was devastated. She came uh, to my retreat last year and I was, um, she messaged me and I said, let's get on a zoom. Mm-hmm. And we just, we just talked like girlfriends, you know, mm-hmm. and I just supported her uh, emotionally saying, I've been there. I know what it feels like to really be, um, treated unfairly in the court system. Mm-hmm. I, I seen that movie. I starred mm-hmm. in it. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and I did have a few suggestions on a couple of things that she might do, but I learned this actually in, um, my previous uh, career in, in direct sales, I had a coach that really helped us move from the emotional side of things to getting into a, a proactive thought process. You actually use different parts of your brain. When you're in that emotional state, mm-hmm. it's really more of the amygdala mm-hmm. and it's that mm-hmm. that survival thing. But if you can shift your focus to the more evolved part of your brain, it goes to work and says, well, what can I do about it? Mm-hmm. I mean, I've got all this stuff. I've got these circumstances. I can't really control that, but what can I control? What can I fix? And I think that's, that's a really powerful tool to be able to, to make that shift. And it's, it sometimes is very difficult for us to do that on our own. Yeah, exactly. And you, that's where you and I align so much. It's about when everything is, when so much is out of our control, right? Where do we have control? Where do we have agency? And it doesn't mean you, you have to feel all the feels, right? You have to go through that emotional process, but once you're once you've you know moved from that grieving place or moved from that place of shock, then what can you do about it so that you can go on to create a life like you did filled with joy, you know, the other side of the story type of thing. I think it's quite normal when we're talking about a midlife reset that people in their mid-40s like me start thinking about the long term, right? We're in between when we started our career and thinking about when we might end our career if we are, you know, in the workforce. And especially as a binational and bicultural family who's been abroad for a long time, right? Like our, like myself, we ask ourselves questions like, where do we want to retire? And when, when do we want to retire versus when can we, (laughs) and how do we want to retire? Right. And all those other ones are big questions and plenty of people focus on retirement, but it is often very isolated. Like when I read about it online, experts talk about just the financial side or just the destination. And I think that the human side is often so forgotten. What I've noticed about your work is you help people deal with not only technical things, but also the emotional side. And I think that's what is missing, particularly when people want to do a reset and it means leaving let's say leaving, you work with a lot of people who leave the U.S. and move to other countries and they aren't experienced expats like many people who are listening. It is their first time going abroad and it can be tied up with a lot of emotions. So that emotional side, I think, is really important for, to, to be acknowledged. Absolutely. And and that's actually kind of why I started doing the work that I do, because what I was seeing out there in the marketplace was really external based. It was like, what are the top places to retire in the world? And, you know, different um, external factors that are 
may be important to some people, but and what you find too with first-time expats is a lot of them think the biggest challenge is the logistical part, mm-hmm. right? It's it's the physical move and all that. And they forget about the emotional side, the internal side, the adjustment that it takes. And that's why I, I actually put it in my book. I have an assessment that I use with clients as they come in. That's a, are you ready for an overseas life mm-hmm. assessment? And it goes through all these different areas. And I, I decided to give it away. I put it in the book mm-hmm. as a tool to help mm-hmm. people do sort of a self-analysis and say, what are the areas that I might be struggling with if I make a move like this? And I'm not you know, I haven't seen a lot out there like that, where you're really looking on the internal side. Right. Um, is this a fit? Right. I mean, the best place to retire for who? For who? Exactly. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I think it also connects to those who have only lived a rotational expat life. The question is, especially with binational families like mine, the question is, okay, <laughs> where are we going to retire? Will we retire you know, technically in one area, but live part-time in another area, health permitting, where will our kids be? I'm guessing the work that you do also resonates with people who have only experienced a rotational life because they're trying to answer those tough questions. Like, would this work for me? And have I done the thinking to, actually, my question is always not, will this work for me? Yes or no. It's more, what has to happen to make this work. Does that make sense? Yes. Much better question. Right. Cause it's about if I surround myself with, you know, if I, if I have something that gives me purpose and meaning I've taken care of my health, I have some financial security and I'm surrounded by loving community. The answer is a definite yes. Right. It's about doing right. the work. All right. So but I, I digress. I think, <laughs> I think, I think it's so important. Um, so tell us a little bit more um, about right now when people are thinking about, looking for locations to settle down in, or they're in their own midlife reset. What are the realities now that you're noticing post COVID and especially when everything feels unsteady? Well, of course, um, you know, I don't know how it is where you are, but the U S right now is experiencing just really bad inflation Mm -hmm. and particularly with respect to housing, it's just gone through the roof and, you know, folks are, that's like your biggest expense. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I I talk about in Claim Your Dream Life is there's probably no better strategy to reduce your housing expense by 50% or more than moving abroad. Mm -hmm. And so that's a, a huge one. And then you couple that with the fact that the retirement savings just isn't there. I mean, we're talking, according to the Federal Reserve, 42% of households ages 45 to 54 have zero retirement savings, Mm. 42%. Okay. And then if, and then the um, median retirement savings is less than a hundred thousand dollars. So you're seeing, you know, increased expenses, you're seeing um, increased debt, reduced savings. I mean, all of those things point to what can you do to put yourself in a position financially. I mean, even if you're, you're fairly well off, I mean, if, if inflation is rampant and your return on investment for the investments you have is, I mean, interest rates are starting to increase, but you're not earning the interest on your, your income. Like what other choice do you have than to continue working um, to supplement that or be able to relocate to someplace that is much lower cost of living. And there's lots of places that are, 
are much more affordable. We're doing the exact opposite of the advice in your book. <laughs> and that's okay. It's like, oh, but we're, we're, we're paying for it literally in stress and all the other things, <laughs> but there's other choices. So tell us a little bit about, if you don't mind shifting to you in your own journey right now, I'm curious, you know, you just had this book that's been launched. Uh, you've got a lot going on uh, in your business. Things are changing also globally right now because of where we're at with this whole COVID process. What are some of the transitions that you're feeling personally right now? Well, this is, um, this, this whole business, this whole brand sort of evolved organically and it all started with the podcast. And I, it was because I was curious. I just kept meeting these amazing people and, and wanted to hear their stories and share their stories because people kept asking us, Oh, how do how did you do that? How did you, and not everybody's going to take six months and sail on a sailboat, you know, to relocate. So I'm like, there's other ways of doing this. I'd like to get more feedback. And, and so that's kind of how it started. And then it evolved into the workshop uh, because people were asking us, how do we do this? Where do we start? And, and so I created that. And that really is what led to the book. The book is really an encapsulation of the workshop and more um, in the people would ask, Oh, can I buy property in Mexico and all that? So there's, there's different, how do I start a new business? And so I bring some of my business attorney stuff in there, my real estate background. And so I really tried to make it a resource for people to be able to, to do that. So as that's evolved, what I've recognized is they need resources. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. I had to search for my international health insurance. You know, I've been able to affiliate with a company to offer that. I mean, there's all, there's a whole long list of things that folks need to, you know, find solutions for when you make a, a big move like this. So really my, my business, the way that it's moving is really being driven by what I'm seeing needed in the marketplace. Mm -hmm. And that's, what's driving me to uh, build the, the uh, resource center out and to be able to put the things in place. Like uh, I was going to work on one product. Well, what I realized is people really needed this help with where do you start when you want to create a new income stream? Mm -hmm. I mean, there's lots of programs that you can do and you know how to build a Shopify store and all that. But to me, it goes back to what we were talking about before. You got to do the internal work first. Absolutely. Like what are your skills? What mm -hmm. are your passion? Business is hard. Mm -hmm. Being an entrepreneur is really freaking hard. Yeah. And so you better love it or you're not going <laughs> to do it. Thank you you're going to quit. Thank you very much. Right. right? Or you're going to make you no money. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yes. Thank you so. for that truth. And that's so true. Right. And that's what I think you do differently than other people is, um, you'll go on a much deeper level on a much more personal level. And that for me is so much more sustainable. Right. Well, and, and it's, it's, it's what people are just screaming for really they really need that they've had this time during covid to do some internal work to mm -hmm. to realize in their lives what's working what's not working what do i i i want my life to to look like what what's what gives me meaning and so they're i think they're really ripe to do some of this deep dive work that maybe we weren't ready before. to do a couple of years ago before covid so i'm really curious is um when you work with couples do you notice a resistance 
between the people? Is there one partner who's like ready to do, let's say only the logistics financial, and then the other one's ready to do the deeper work? No. Well, one of the best compliments I got was, was one of my clients who she was in my program and they came in with a five-year plan and they actually sold their house in 10 months and retired within a year after putting this framework in place. Yeah. Pretty exciting. But He wasn't really in the program, but he read the book Mm. and what he, the feedback he gave me wrote a nice review. And he said, this, your book actually helped us have really deep and meaningful conversations Mm. as a couple Mm. to figure things out that things that, that may, they may not have thought about, uh, talking about. And they did a a beta test, which I recommend people do. They tried, uh, coming here for one month and, decided, you know what? No, we, we don't want to live here. Turns out he loves ice fishing and snowmobiling. She's not a cold weather person, but that was a big difference. Mm -hmm. So sometimes it's something like that. It's, it's really more preference. One likes the tropics, one doesn't. And I, there's another couple I use as an example, similar thing. It's about, can you make compromises around Mm -hmm. these things? Mm -hmm. Because we all have our, what I call fundamental interests, our non-negotiables. And And to me, that's one of the most important exercises. The the analogy I give is, you know, Tom took me sailing the first two dates to find out if I got seasick, if I would have like game over, right? That was a fundamental interest of his. Oh, interesting. And so making sure you know what those fundamental interests are and that they're in alignment with each other, because if you don't do that before you go... Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. What's mm-hmm. going to happen once you're in this stressful environment, you're out of your, yeah, nat- you know, your previous environment comfort zone. Yep. Yeah. It can get ugly. Interesting. Yeah. I really like this idea when you're playing with the idea of a midlife reset to do a beta test. And I know it sounds obvious when we say it out loud, but I can't tell you how many clients I've met who've spent years trying to figure out what they wanted to by thinking about it, like weighing the pros and cons, reading, doing research, but they actually never tried anything. Beta tests, as you call it, or I call them experiments, are a really great way to discover what you really want. And in this case with your clients, it likely saved this couple money or maybe even their marriage. So you help people do ambitious things, right? Reset their life, uh, move abroad or make that decision or decide how they're going to, you know, find alignment as a couple. What is ambitious for you right now? Well, uh, like I said, putting, putting this company together, there's, it's, it's way bigger than me. So kind of getting help with that. And part of that is, um, I did a, a podcast episode on this, actually, what I call stepping out and stepping up. And this is something that it's given me some anxiety and that is really becoming known mm. on a bigger scale mm. terrifies me. I can, your face and, is even getting like a little pink right now when you're talking about it. <laughs> right. And so I've really had to work at this to say it's okay. Um, and I don't, I, I still don't really know what, what the cause of it is, but I do know this, what I've, focused on the way I've gotten past it is to really focus on the service Mm -hmm. 
and not me and, and serving my community and saying, I'm not doing this for me, for my ego to have my face plastered all over the internet or whatever. I am doing this because I know there are people out there like me that are in the middle of a messy transition and they're really looking for hope mm. and they're looking for how can I move past this? Mm-hmm. And those are the folks that I want to serve and say, yeah, it, it's not fun when you're in it, but this too shall pass Mm -hmm. and we can get beyond that. So, um, that's, that's the, the piece that I, I stay focused on and it keeps me grounded in saying, it'll be okay, Dawn. It'll be okay that you get out there. Absolutely. It's good. Yeah. That's actually something that I think you remember, um, me saying to the expert coach coalition, like, just get over yourself. It's not about you. It's about your client and and showing up for them and helping them, you know, make that transition, that transformation. That's exciting. Oh, I'm so happy for you. So you've got a book tour coming up. Um, we'll make sure that we can put it in the show notes so people know where to join you on your virtual book tour. Perfect. I love it. We'll put that in the show notes um, so they can check it out, plus your podcast and all the other exciting things that you've got going on. Before we tie things up, I would love to hear, um, you know, right now inside the in-transit hub, we're doing this study series and we're talking about this next round of Expat Coach Coalition. You are, I'm very proud to say that you're a graduate of Expat Coach Coalition and you're also licensed to facilitate adapt and succeed. Do you mind telling just quickly, what was it about expat coach coalition that resonated with you? But what did you actually get? (laughs) Like what you thought you were getting and what you actually got? (laughs) Wow. Um, well, I just wanted to be around you Sunday. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) that's partly true. No, I love your energy. I love what you do. But, but um, it really, you know, uh, my undergraduate degree was in anthropology. I've been interested in, in peoples and cultures for a very, very long time. I, I didn't use, I feel like I've kind of come full circle now mm-hmm. um, in getting back into that. But I loved how the, the program, the Adapts and Succeed program, focused on both the business aspects of it, growing your business and serving the clients. You, you really did a nice job of, of balancing both of those. And I, the, the program is, is wonderful in terms of, of how it helps people. I love that it's circular, not mm-hmm. linear, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So people can jump in at any point in time for whatever they need, but it also has all of these turnkey tools and um, mindset uh, pieces mm-hmm. that I, I, you know, I could have created something, but I could have never created um, as beautiful and tested of a program as what you offer. And so it's just such a nice fit into the work that I'm doing. And that's, that's what I was attracted to. And it was, it was way beyond anything I had expected when I, I started, quite frankly, it, it was really over delivery. Oh, um, that's, in my so opinion. Sweet. that's so sweet. Well, and when I, Serious. Well, when I hear it, you're so busy, you've already created so many other things and you're so busy with what you've got existing. I love that you can plug it in and just add right to what you've already mm-hmm. got. Um, and you were so lovely to have in the cohort too, because you were so generous with your know-how. And that's what I love about the coalition is the shared wisdom. And because of all of your business background, you were able to also support with ideas and inspiration for those who are newer to the journey. So that has also been such a wonderful thing that you add actually 
um, to the group. Well, I'm so excited to see what you do next, Don. What I love about what you do is one, your background is so diverse. There's so many unique ways that you can help people from real estate to law to like the deeper meaning. Like who does that, right? Who has all of that, right? I love that. I love that you bring all of that to your work. And I know where your heart is, right? With people and how you really do want to help them like you say, it sounds like, I don't want to make it sound cliche, but like live your dream life. Right. But that's honestly what you're trying to do is you, you dig inside their hearts, find out what their dream is, and then help them answer the puzzles to get there. And I think that's, what's beautiful about what you do. I also think it's beautiful because you have with your own life and with the lives of your clients shown people that it's possible. And I think that's, I think we need help right now. I think people need to know that they can break out of the rat race. They can be more than their professional identity, right? And they can go out and, and impact communities in positive ways, right? So for sure, it's beautiful. Thank you so much, Don, for being here. I just really am so grateful to have you in my community and part of my world. Um, and thank you for your time today in showing up and sharing your wisdom. My pleasure. Thanks, Sunday. All right, everyone. Isn't it been wonderful to meet Don and get a little of her energy today? As I said to Don directly, it, what inspires me most about her is she doesn't hold back with the hard in her story. And because we know she's on the other side, it gives us hope that even if you're going through the hard, you know that if you are able to stay in your power and and get clear on what is it that you want to create in your life and do the hard work. Like she said, she doesn't hide it. It takes time and it's hard work, but if it's grounded in purpose and meaning, you're going to invest your energy towards building it. And that's what I find inspiring about Don. So if you want to be around inspiring people like Don, consider joining Expat Coach Coalition. This is a community of industry leading professionals. We are united by our passion for serving expats. And as Don was saying, there is a turnkey solution that's integrated into it also to help you fast track your business, boost your confidence, and learn these tested tools that I've used with my clients to deliver results. So the best part about it is you're surrounded by people who are there to support you. And I am your number one cheerleader. (laughs) It'll help you save time, money, and frustration by using things that are already proven. And you'll be able to really fast track what you're doing to focus on productivity and things are in alignment with how you want to show up in your business, not copy how someone else shows up, right? Um, So that's what we're looking at and more. Check it out in the show notes. There's so much goodness in the show notes, Don's book, her podcast, all the new things that we've going on right now. So make sure that you go to the show notes and check out what's there. You've been listening to In Transit with Sunday Bean, steady advice for an unsteady world. Thank you for listening. I'll leave you with a quote that Don actually holds dear. The soul did not come here to retire.